0: American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more information, go to Queen So now I'm
1: Guy. You you a dick. Oh, be nice
0: tomorrow.
1: Alright. Okay. You ready? Yep. Well, Ladies,
0: l- mm. welcome listen to up, another. No, stop it. Stop. Let's start with listen up, motherfuckers. No, we're not going to do like that. Do. We're not doing that. Welcome to another episode of American Timelines. I'm Amy. All right, it's not necessary.
1: Yo, what up, y'all? That's Joe. That's Joe coming at ya. And Fast and Furious baby. That's right. I know how you like it. All I know right. you love it.
0: And this is the the <laughs> podcast that brings you interesting, fascinating, nostalgic events from world from American history blah, year by year. Blah blah. And tonight we are into part two.
1: Part two. Second of part. Nineteen
0: seventy two.
1: Nineteen seventy two, y'all. Seventy two, y'all, when people had big long side burns and Kids had Frankenberry diarrhea, stool. That's right. And uh, there was Dawn dish soap was there to clean everything up. You had bounce. People's clothes were finally smelling good. Everybody was smoking weed. That's true. Everything was disco. Yep. Disco was going crazy. We're going to start with June. We only got to the end of May last time. So we got to jump right into June 3rd when the staple singers were the number one song on the Billboard chart with. I don't know. I'll take you there.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good song.
1: That's a great song. Uh, the Staple Singers are fabulous. I mm. don't know if you know that. Oh really? Yeah, you I, didn't know that?
0: I mean, I I I guess there's probably a bunch of songs I know that I didn't realize yeah, they. Yeah, every Staple
1: Singer song is is great. Oh, okay. Uh, I, there's like, and of course now I'm drunk, blank the other ones, but um, well I think we'll come up to them because I think they are all probably number one because they're great. I mean I love me some Staple Singers. I listen to them, and yeah. I, I start shaving stuff. Um, okay. But this was written by A.J. Bell mm-hmm. using his real name, Albertus Isbell.
0: Ooh, he should have stuck with A.J., I think, I'm pretty
1: sure. A.J. Bell.
0: Instead of Albertus? <laughs> yeah. That's an awful name.
1: No, that just says Al Bell. Sorry, that that L is a, looked like a J. It's just Al Bell. <laughs> I have my reading glasses on. Oh, okay. I still can't read. You still can't I have it on, like... Uh, 15 point font. And I still can't read <laughs> Jeez, it. It's cheese. It's Al not, Bell. Sorry. Those
0: are not good signs of things to come.
1: <laughs> I got problems.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it was originally performed by Soul Gospel Family Band, the Staple Singers, and the female rap trio Salt and Peppa sampled I'll Take You There. Oh, they did. In their 1991 hit Let's Talk About Sex, Babe. Oh, okay. That's "Dug about You. And me Let's talk about all, right. all the good things And that's the bad that enough made- But I- who would have thought We would talk about salt and pepper in 1972 That's true I'll take you there That's all I can remember Do you remember anything else From that song? <laughs> Ain't nobody crying yeah, yeah that's right I'll take you there Ain't nobody crying yeah. Okay I remember that too Okay And then on Saturday June 10th Mm-hmm Sammy Davis Jr. Nothing happened between those while those songs switched places. Nothing else happened in the world. Okay, everybody just went about their days. Yeah, and then Sammy Davis Jr. took over. In this song,
0: in '72, he had a number 72. one
1: hit. Yeah, and this is the first time he made it to the to the number one. Actually, really, which is surprising to me. I thought, yeah, I figured, but he said, yeah, he said he's he didn't think this song was that great, but he was grateful that it got to number one. What was it? It's not a good song. What is it? Candyman.
0: Who can take a sunshine? That one? <laughs> yeah. Sprinkle it with dew. And the
1: candyman
0: can Chop it him. in the and the a candy man baby. Well I shove the gold
1: up my ass. Baby. I know <laughs> when I get buried with a gold up my butt. Yep. Uh it you know it's from the film. And that's the only thing Remember from now song, on what film since that
0: podcast that's the only thing I think of when I think of Sammy Davis Jr. is I will admit that's the a same bunch for of me. jewelry up his ass <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just
1: him shoving I just picture him shoving gold up his ass
0: that that's a shame <laughs> well, for, they, from well, something that it didn't even really
1: it, no it didn't happen I mean, it, was, it was buried with gold it just we we, <laughs> we took it to the we level decided it, must be it up was his shoved ass. up his ass well and so. If that's the case, if he did shove it up his ass, if it was up his ass, <laughs> I like to assume that he shoved it up himself right before he died. Like, oh, I, I sense I'm dying. I can see the light. I'm, I'm hurry up. Take it all, hand and me all my gold. I'm going right to shove up it my all up my ass. And then in, if that was the case, how many close calls did he have where he was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I, I'm I, better now. i, I got to take it out now. I have a severe flu. I better shove all the gold up my ass in case I die. yeah <laughs> uh, or, oh, no, here comes a train, uh, I'm stuck on the track, so hurry up and shove all my jewelry up my ass. Yep. Oh, wait, I made it past the track. My car started. <laughs> uh, a, I gotta shit it out. <laughs> anyway, he sang that song because of uh, Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. There's a song. That's from, right. From that. It is. love that. Yep. Um, the soundtrack version of the song was from somebody else. Uh, it was the
0: British, white British guy sings it in the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, Aubrey Woods. He played Bill, the candy store owner, and he sings it, too. Yeah, he does. He He sings sings it, and he
0: throws all the candy at the kids.
1: Uh, The Sammy Davis Jr.'s version appears on the Sammy Davis Jr. Now album. Though Davis admitted to disliking the song, finding it too saccharine, Mm -hmm. it became his only number one hit, spending three weeks at the top of the Billboard chart starting June 10, 1972. Two weeks at the top of the Easy Listening chart. It's
0: pretty saccharine. It is. Like if I think of that word, I think of that song pretty much.
1: It's not a good song. It's no. stupid.
0: Uh, it's for little kids, I feel like. It right. it's a great song for little
1: children. Yeah, it is, but why would it be in the chart? I like, don't why know. would anybody they, else there like There were it? so
0: many bizarre ones. We yeah. had what what was the other one? Was not there like a the cartoon Jeopardy, it was
1: or the something? Jeopardy theme, it was
0: just That's not right. There was something from TV though that was There was. It was Shaft? Shaft, the theme from that's Shaft, right. and there's the, a couple other ones like that, that were real that odd, were like theme songs or or something like a cla- sound. Yeah, just weird. Cla- um, char- chariots of Fire was a weird one, that was later.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Chari- seemed almost. Yeah, yeah it's like, like a classical. Um. um uh, oh, I mentioned the easy listening chart. Yeah. Should we start just oh. just using that from now on? Just the easy we listening. We should chart? for seventies especially. One? easy listening is that even a chart anymore
0: i hope so if there's a god
1: i'm not a big fan of easy listening
0: i don't know i like i like i don't think anybody I like difficult listening i don't think anybody is a fan of easy listening i, I mean i can't imagine oh, people are you think
1: have you met old people yeah i guess you're right they love easy listening that's all they do dentist
0: offices easy and lo- easy listen this think, is easy to listen to where's the easy listening aisle i'd like to i like to Pick something, shove something up my butt.
1: Richard Marks. Yep. Richard Marks is in the easy listening aisle. And then on Saturday, June 17th, one week later, agents of the Richard Nixon White House and the Nixon re-election campaign Ooh. were arrested yep. while breaking into the office of the Democratic National Committee, Yep. which at the time was located in, in Washington, Watergate D.C.'s Hotel. Watergate complex. That's Right. Little did people know when that day when that happened mm-hmm. that everything that was a scandal after that would put gate you'd put gate, gate water. after it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, everything is gate. Something gate, yeah, this gate, spy gate, mm-hmm. football use a lot, spy gate. Man. And you know,
0: who whoever would have thought that the kind of scandals we're dealing gate. with nowadays make that look like nothing as yeah. well. Yeah, maybe. Maybe.
1: I mean, not nothing. It still looks like something.
0: But but what we're dealing with now blows it out of the water.
1: Yeah.
0: Allegedly. Give me a break.
1: That's a great show starring Nell Carter, but that was in the 80s, and we already covered it. All right. All right. What's next? Nell Carter's dead. Rest in peace, Nell Carter.
0: What's next? We can't be here all night.
1: We can be here all night, and we will. I don't know if you know this. Okay. The National Archives keeps the Nixon White House tapes in a climate-controlled vault with hopes that future technological developments could allow for restoration of 18 and a half minutes of missing audio that may have been deliberately erased. Boom. According to Nixon Secretary Rosemary Woods, on September 29, 1973, she was reviewing a tape of the June 20, 1972 recordings when she made a terrible mistake during transcription while playing the tape on an Uber. On an Uhur 5000, she answered a phone call. Reaching for the Uhur 5000 stop button, she said that she mistakenly hit the button next to it, the record button.
0: Mm, I did. I, I've done that before. You have? Mm-hmm. Un- t- accidentally thought, on hit an record. an Uhur 5000? I don't know. On a tape recorder. Hmm. Accidentally hit and record and says stop. For
1: the duration of the phone call, about five minutes, she kept her foot on the device's pedal, causing a five-minute portion of the tape to be re-recorded. When she listened to the tape, the gap had grown to 18 and a half minutes.
0: 18 and a half minutes.
1: She later insisted that she was not responsible for the remaining 13 minutes of the buzz of buzz. The contents missing from the recording remain unknown though the gap occurs during a conversation between Nixon and HR Haldeman. Nixon
0: Who's HR Haldeman?
1: I copied and pasted oh, that's okay, all my that's research. Okay, all right, all right. Nixon claimed not to know the topic or topics discussed during the gap. Didn't you see the movie Nixon? Uh-huh, I no, never I saw didn't it. I got to see it uh nixon claimed not to know the topic or topics discussed during the gap haldeman's notes from the meeting show that among the topics of discussion were the arrests at the watergate hotel so june 20th was the recording the day the recording was made that was missing pieces. oh okay so well i think she did it on purpose and she was instructed to don't you yeah
0: oh yeah i think that's that definitely i mean the whole thing about i guess that, you could look at i guess you could look at the rest of the tapes and like if there was a bunch of them like that then just think she's kind of shitty at her yeah. job <laughs> <We> just <laughs> she's just taped oh over my, everything. oh darn it happened again but if it's the like, only one well then... most of the
1: tapes were just like he taped everything because he was suspicious of everyone yeah, else right right and then it cooked his own goose that's right so he's probably just like why don't ever say myself? that phrase again i'll cook your goose okay Cooked your mom's ghost last night. Eh? Right. What's next? July first, nineteen seventy two. Neil Diamond comes bursting back to take over the Whoa. billboard number one spot.
0: Sweet Caroline. No, I oh. think we talked about that one. We did. Ba, ba,
1: ba. No, we did maybe too. we didn't. I can't remember. This one, this one, I'm convinced, you can just change the words sweet Caroline to the title of this song. And it's the it's same. Same song. song. What is it? Song song blue,
0: blue. in the oh.
1: Sweet Caroline Not really Song song blue ba bop bop
0: N- Yeah, I guess I, uh,
1: it's the same It's just song.
0: like all of his songs are like that
1: Yeah, his, yeah, they all song. why
0: was he so popular. popular? Easy listening?
1: Well, also great looks.
0: i do not about that. Um <laughs> big big giant dick
1: You think he had a big penis? That's probably what it was. He probably does. And then everyone's just like, "Oh my gosh, your wiener's so big." He's one
0: of those. Neil Diamond is one of those people that seems like he was always sixty years old. Like, even no matter what time you see him, you're like, he he seems like he's always sixty.
1: Like Abe Vigoda. Yeah. Like Abe Vigoda. Always old. In Godfather, Abe Vigoda looked like he was seventy. Yeah. And then he was, he was on Barney Miller like, ten years later. Yeah. And he was, a hundred. And then, like twenty years later, he was still on stuff. That's Remember? Right. They kept traipsing him out. Yeah, wheeling <laughs> him a goat out. He's still alive. That's right. He's one hundred and seventy million years old. That's right. Um, anyway, this song, "Song Blue," it inspired the title of a two thousand eight documentary, which I want to see because it's about a Neil Diamond impersonator mm-hmm. who was married to a Patsy Cline impersonator. What? <laughs> yeah, I want to see that movie. What's it? What movie is it? It's a it's a documentary. Called, uh, oh, I don't know what <laughs> I guess it's you don't know the song name Sung of the... Blue. I don't know, it just says the song, the song inspired the title. Yeah, it's called Song Sung Blue. Oh, okay. Don't you want to? S- I want to know about a Neil Diamond, Diamond impersonator. impersonator. Like, you know, I often look at people or see people bump into people and I'm just fascinated by them. I was like, gosh, I would love to just spend two days following them around to see what their life is like. What is their do home Do you really? Like? You like, really yeah, when I see people on the street, everybody I see on the street, when I see random weird people, yeah. I want to know, like, what is their life like? What happens when they go home? What is this this guy who's, uh, there's a guy in Charlotte who runs around yelling, Jesus saves to everybody. Oh, like, really? What does he do when he gets home? Does he just he still
0: th- sit there and yell to Does himself? he just eat
1: some soup and... Uh, Yells at the mirror, or does he yell? That sort of yells to normally? the dog. Yeah, or I mean, just what? There's a lot of people like that. I'm just what is their life like? Yeah,
0: um, I guess I never think like that.
1: So, like when I see impersonators or guys, like when you see the guy who's got silver all over his whole body and he's oh, I know, up, like, and he's a statue. Know, yeah, I want to know what. What's this? I want to watch his process of going home and getting all that crap off. Yeah, that's right. And then the and next then day, it, doing it again. And then what does he do? Does he just does he play video games or does he just yeah eat? eat a bunch of hot dogs in his underpants or what like what is his life yeah. Like has he got some chained in his basement or is he a, i wonder if anybody ever asked,
0: i wonder if anybody ever stole that guy's hat
1: yeah probably because
0: he's just a statue
1: if um if you have heard of the podcast uh good one you have to go get that there's an episode with uh, will forte on it where he has a song that he sung about one of those guys who, oh, really? The guys who dress up like gold. Yeah. They wear gold or silver, they, like a statue. Yeah. Um, he talks about it. He used that for his auditions for Saturday Night Live.
0: He did? Yeah. The song? He
1: wrote a song about those guys. And, <laughs> and he used
0: it for the audition? Yeah. And the
1: song is basically uh, <laughs> like the hook is, <laughs> I mean, it's like the inspired song about how the guy's like, you know, what he does and he spends all his time doing this artistic thing and then then it ends up being like uh, about how he sucks dick for his face paint (laughs) (laughs) and he just goes on and on and on about (laughs) sucking dick for his face paint and it's just it's just hilarious but if you gotta hear him sing the song because it's yeah right hilarious it's the best episode of any podcast i've ever heard i I I downloaded it and I I can't delete it. I keep just it. replaying that and part it again. No, that whole the whole interview. Oh, the whole interview. And Will Forte to me is a genius. I love him. I can't believe his show got canceled. Last Man on Earth. Yeah, it's the best show ever. And so that makes me now I want to go back and see MacGruber. I laugh so hard at everything he does. I, I am. You I want to see MacGruber? I do. I think it's gonna be hilarious. Oh my god! If it's anything like his TV show. It's going to be, it's got to be hilarious.
0: Yeah, but. He's the best. He got really bad reviews.
1: Really. I don't give a shit about reviews. They don't know anything. And and he,
0: what if he didn't really write it? I mean.
1: No. It's got to be. All right. Will Forte is a you fucking can, genius. I'm, I'm serious. Go get. You can the count
0: go- me out on that romantic night.
1: the good. Yeah, I don't need you. <laughs> I just mean me and Will Forte. Seriously, uh, the, the podcast is called Good One. Uh, and it's about jokes. It's basically every episode is is a, usually a different comedian talking about jokes and the and how they constructed their joke and where they came yeah. up with it and how it's evolved and stuff. And uh, so look at the Will Forte episode. It's genius, especially <laughs> when he talks about that song. All right. Uh, He's like, sorry about all the cocks. He said to, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> Lorne Michaels after he auditioned. It was great. So anyway, uh, Patsy Klein impersonator. And then on uh, Thursday, July 6th, Yes. 1972. Um, I don't know if you know, but whipping or lashing as punishment mm-hmm. remained legal in Delaware until oh my God. July 6th of 1972. Delaware was the last state to abolish the whipping post when it removed when it was removed from the Delaware Code in 1972.
0: Like as a punishment, like uh, if you're a criminal?
1: Crimes punishable with whipping included breaking and entering. I thought you meant like for, on children. Larceny? No people
0: oh my god arson? well i know children are people honey <laughs> i mean
1: i'm not like just whipping your kids like whipping whipping a, like, another adult you have been convicted of arson you now and wife beating was one that you should be whipped the number of well la- i kind of agree with that one Yeah, you probably should still the number of lashes range between 10 to 60 and dependent on the era
0: oh my god yeah
1: so delaware just
0: in 72 yeah, that well, just i mean before
1: you were born yep. lashing was still legal
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Whipping. Yep. The whipping post. Wacky. A whipping post. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's weird.
1: And then on July 8th, 1972, Saturday. It's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Bill Withers takes over the number one spot on the um, Billboard chart. I don't even remember. He's the original singer of mm-hmm. Lean On Me. Oh, okay. Lean that's On right. Me. Yes. When you're not strong. All right. I'll be your friend. That's right. I'll help you carry on. This cow, all remember. right. They don't say they don't, We be jammo. No, they, they don't, don't say that. that. <laughs> that's,
0: that's a later version. We talked about that version it already. It is, and I
1: like that version too, but I really like this one. I while I was listening to this as research on my way to work every day, I turned this one up. Did you? Yep. And I jammed. It. I think
0: that new one yeah. is stupid sounding.
1: I like the new one too. I think
0: it sounds like. We be Yeah, that's so dumb. We be That stupid like, do 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 rhythm jamming. that it has at the beginning. It's
1: so. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of um Billy oh, so Vanilliish, but very. That's okay. I still we be oh, I say right. we be to old people all the time, and they don't get it. No. I scream it. I scream it at this old Asian lady who All runs the right. dry cleaner. We're moving nearby. on now.
0: we jam- ma- on! I you- yell to her. No, um, we're, you're making shit up now.
1: We uh, b- anyway. Bill Withers, mm-hmm. his childhood in the coal mining town of. Slab Fork, West Virginia.
0: What? <laughs> I don't know why. they just What's happening? Funny. Slab Fork. He's from Slab
1: Fork, West Virginia.
0: That sounds like it. Doesn't that sound like a beautiful, romantic I'm, I'm vacation I'm I'm
1: from Slab Fork, West Virginia. I'm gonna <laughs> write a song called "Lean On Me." Oh my God! Slab Fork. All
0: right, you're blowing uh, out the mic. Jesus.
1: Jesus. Anyway, his childhood was the inspiration for "Lean On Me," which he wrote after he had moved to L.A. and found himself. Missing the strong community ethic a, of his hometown. Of Fork sl- Slab. Slab Fork. Slab Fork. He lived in a decrepit house in a poor section of town of Slab Fork, West Virginia.
0: Okay. that's a sounds like a beautiful city. Yeah. Yep. Yipe, West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia is full of idiots. Well, now, hey, now, come on now.
1: We could have West Virginia listeners here. <laughs>
0: Then can stop listening to the podcast if they're from West Virginia. Oh, here we
1: go. Now you're telling me to stop. Listen, West Virginia listeners, I embrace you. <laughs> I mean, it must be rough living in that shit state. Oh, my God. <laughs> that should be just like, sliced off and just sent out in the ocean. Without any dentists. I mean, that the West Virginia is terrible. You're awful. You shouldn't exist as a state. You should... Do us all a favor and cut the state. Just slice it. Slice off, it out and, and then let just, it float away. And just be your own island. Get out of here, West Virginia. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding, West Virginians. I love you. Actually I don't think I know a single West Virginia. I don't either. I'm sure there's good parts of West Virginia. We're probably
0: totally just stereotyping. No, we of
1: course we are. There's good parts of West Virginia. We're just talking about the
0: The crappy parts. The areas
1: we've driven that, through. We've had to Stop! Cause somebody shit their pants, and we had to like you. find pants. I shit. Okay, <laughs> somebody, maybe me, shit my <laughs> pants, yeah. and I had to stop in a Walmart in West Virginia, <laughs> and they weren't very accommodating to a guy with shit in his pants. That's right. You know, just well, you
0: they, weren't the only one. you were one of probably 25 guys okay shit i was in the
1: line of people they have a whole line at the west virginia walmart for people with shit in their pants shit it's like sir you are not in the right line i was like i don't have more than 12 items they're like no you go to the shit pants line that's right i I think most
0: and most stores in west virginia have that line for people that shit their pants pants. (laughs) guys
1: west virginia we're never gonna we're gonna get a lot of hate for so West Virginia. If West people from West Virginia were listening to this. <laughs> um anyway. Uh, I was covered in feces that day. And so That's I right. can't blame the West Virginians for not accepting me. Um uh, Tuesday, July twenty fifth, nineteen seventy two. I have a I have a book here. So I probably oh, just I would I just cut a bunch of research out and pasted it, but it, um it was a terrible thing. Have you ever heard of the Tuskegee syphilis experiment?
0: Oh, very vaguely. <laughs> it, a lot of this—it has from, to do with black men, doesn't it?
1: Well, yes, a lot of this is from CDC.gov. Yeah, um, but I can't. This believe is that This is one of those. Happened.
0: This fucking country, like you can't believe it. Yeah, well, I can't believe this was happened. was that long this ago? This is a
1: terrible, horrible thing that they did. Racist, awful thing they did to people. Yeah. Um. The the study. Um. The study involved 600 black men, 399 with syphilis, 201 who did not have the disease. The study was conducted without the benefit of patients' informed consent. Mm -hmm. Researchers told the men that they were being treated for bad blood, a local term used to describe several ailments, including syphilis, anemia, and fatigue. In truth, they did not receive the proper treatment needed to cure their illness, in exchange for taking part in the study, the men received free medical exams, free meals, and burial insurance. Although originally projected to last six months, the study actually went on for forty years. Forty. Forty years. It started in the thirties.
0: Oh my God! So this is the end of. Yeah,
1: the... and the story broke in the in the Washington Star on July twenty fifth, nineteen seventy two, exposing it.
0: Oh my God.
1: Um, Yes. I didn't know it went on that long. It was called the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male. In July 1972, the story about the Tuskegee study caused a public outcry that led the Assistant Secretary for Health and Scientific Affairs to appoint an ad hoc, av- an ad hoc advisory panel to review the study. The panel had nine members from the so- fields of medicine, law, religion, labor, education, health administration, and public affairs. The panel found that the men had agreed freely to be examined and treated. However, there was no evidence that researchers had informed them of the study or its real purpose. In fact, the men had been misled and had had not been given all the facts required to provide informed consent. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when syphilis became the drug of choice in 1947 for syphilis...
0: Syphilis became the drug of choice.
1: No, I'm sorry. Even when penicillin became the drug of choice for syphilis in 1947, researchers did not offer it to the subjects.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Uh, The advisory panel found nothing to show that subjects were ever given the choice of quitting the study, even when this new, highly effective treatment became widely used. Oh, jeez. Isn't it horrible? uh,
0: That's why I know about it, is because it changed a lot of laws. Yeah. It changed a lot of laws when it was discovered. As far as oh, scientific yeah. experiments. Well and if that go.
1: if that newspaper hadn't blown the whistle on it, I know. Who knows oh. how long it would have yeah. taken. And so what so, wha- like so they were just
0: denying them care by keeping them in the dark about everything.
1: Yeah, because they wanted to they wanted to
0: they just wanted to see what syphilis stu- does. Yeah,
1: what it does to people. So yeah. they were they were not giving it on per the uh, treatments on purpose to people.
0: Oh my god.
1: Isn't oh, that terrible?
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: In 1974, a $10 million out-of-court settlement was reached with some of the participants and their families. Yeah, Um, not enough. Saturday, July 29th, 1972, Gilbert O'Sullivan takes over the number one chart right after the syphilis.
0: Right after the syphilis
1: outbreak. Right after the the syphilis study, the evil syphilis study was discovered. Mm -hmm. Gilbert O'Sullivan soothes everybody's problems. Jangled nerves. With his number one song. What was it? Alone Again. Hmm. Naturally. All again. Naturally. Oh yeah, That's sort of. Stupid. Yeah. stupid. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. That
0: yeah. All sucks. right. That song does suck. Easy listening again. Oops. I don't know what's happening. Hold on. Okay.
1: on Friday, August fourth, nineteen seventy-two. Yeah curtis mayfield's soundtrack for the 1972 black exploitation movie superfly
0: superfly
1: outgrossed the film itself
0: we'll meet the movie came by. out
1: that day but his
0: if you lose don't ask no questions soundtrack on the game you know is do or die I, I. that's a good one
1: the soundtrack outgrossed the film really is not that crazy
0: no that is crazy see so, i don't think superfly is it wasn't a big very movie. Good, yeah, good, it wasn't movie. A good movie I never, I want to say I never saw, I, there was a, I
1: don't think I saw Superfly. Yeah, there was a, a um, those Black yeah, shows, I did too. I there was a
0: phase Superfly. I went through where I wanted to watch them all. Yeah. When I, I think it was with Kane, and, and that,
1: that ended with Sweet, Sweetback's oh my badass song, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it all ended once we saw that And It was
1: Sweetback. I had to see it because I worked with a gentleman. You
0: already told this story.
1: Named Bill Rixey. I you did? You already did, yes. Where he said, Joe, you'll never see Sweetback. Yes, I you told, told that story? story already. Oh, okay. You're repeating
0: yourself in your old age. Well, you're old. You are.
1: I want a divorce. All right. (laughs) All right, Friday, August, uh, no, Thursday, August 10th, 1972, the Great Daylight Fireball.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, what about it? A meteor. It was a meteor
1: that passed within 34 miles of the earth.
0: 34 miles? 34 miles over
1: Alberta, Canada. And escaped back into space.
0: Holy shit, that's a close call. The
1: US 19720810 Metroid is described in the preface of the first chapter of Arthur C. Clarke's The Hammer of God.
0: So, how big was it? Oh, pretty big. Oh, you didn't look it up? <laughs> I, didn't, I
1: didn't look at it Waiter, It was pretty big. That's as far what, as
0: uh It'd be interesting to know how fucking big it was if it was within thirty four miles I said of it was Earth. It's a meteor. I know, but that could be any size. Yeah, it
1: was pretty big. It was like You, you know, have no like, idea. It was the size of, uh, all of right. uh two Cadillacs.
0: We're moving on. Or a piano I'm disappointed in you.
1: Or a barge. Maybe it was the size of a barge.
0: You're the size of a barge.
1: It was the size of everyone's Frankenberry stool all, all right. piled together. Okay. Frankenberry stool, y'all. Saturday, August 12th.
0: Yeah. I'm waiting with bated breath.
1: It was the Super Bowl of Wrestling in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, my God. At Municipal Stadium. The first ever Super Bowl of Wrestling. Three rings were set up side by side, and often more than one match would be going at a time. So,
0: so is the figures... Super Bowl of Wrestling a thing now? No. Nope. Then why did they say <laughs> the it was first the ever. first ever? There was
1: probably three of them. Um, like, they
0: made it sound like it's going on today.
1: Wahoo McDaniel and Chief White Owl. Uh, oh, I bet those the were Fargo I the, Brothers, I Don bet, and Johnny Fargo. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah?
0: What were the first two names again?
1: Wahoo McDaniel and Chief White Owl. Do you,
0: do you, there's no, there's Indian, no chance that. They were Indian stereotypes. There's no chance that they were Indian stereotypes, was it? No, not no, wrestling. No, no, okay.
1: Um, at the beginning of wrestling, everybody had to be a stereotype. It was either you were an Arab you're a an Indian with a headdress, or you're like a ninja. Yeah,
0: ninja. They
1: were like an Asian. Ninja, yeah. Uh, anyway, the NWA World Women's Champion, the Fabulous Moolah, defeated Vicki Williams.
0: I remember something about the Fabulous Moolah. Was she around a long time?
1: Yeah, she's she was wrestled forever. She was like a hundred still wrestling.
0: I, I do remember her.
1: Bobo Brazil defeated killer Tim Brooks. Ernie Ladd fought Abdullah the Butcher. That ended in a double disqualification.
0: I can't believe you found wrestling in 1972 to talk about.
1: An NWF North American champion, Johnny Powers, defeated Johnny Valentine, the father of Greg the, the Hammer, Hammer Valentine. Valentine. You love Greg yeah. the Hammer Valentine. No, Greg the Hammer Valentine. I'm going to try to wait, find a way to bring him into every, every
0: mm-hmm. um, Ep- episode. And
1: there was a there was a whole bunch of um, little person wrestling too. They called it midget wrestling back then, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's acceptable anymore No. uh, yep so that happened i don't know how i found that but i did all right and then on saturday august 26th yes there's a couple things here okay there's a new number one song and there's an olympic something with the olympics
0: okay what's the song
1: never mind i'm wrong there's only one thing it's just the song okay brandy Oh you're Brandy, a fine girl. Girl,
0: what a good wife you would be. Brandy. You're That's a That's an aw- awful girl. song.
1: What a good wife you would be. You know who sings that?
0: No, I can't remember.
1: Looking glass. Okay. Um this song will Brandy. always and forever remind me what of What kind of name is Brandy? Brandy. <laughs> 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 yeah, Brandy. If your name is Brandy and you listen to our podcast, come on. You Ch- know. Change your name. Change or your stop name listening to our podcast. Because
0: Brandy's a stupid name
1: we are just alienating people brandy right brandy from west virginia yeah. is really going to write <laughs> in yeah she's going to be I hate this show off. You guys are assholes yes she is um, i never every time i hear this song i think of murray's auto parts because they playing it all the it time was on the, when i worked there when i was 16 it was my first job and they had it on the muzak yeah they, they, had had, they had a what they had was a a tape Yeah, that that had ads for Murray's Auto Parts specials in in between the songs. In between the songs, and it was, it was like seventies. So it was probably
0: like eight songs or something ridiculous. Yeah, it
1: was like the same eight songs that I was. I remember up. Up and away Oh, God, in my beautiful that's an awful hub. song. And I'd never heard that song until I worked there, but then I had it he, memorized. Because you heard it all the time. That one and time. this one. Brandy, you're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. But this was like the rockin'est song they had on there. So, I <laughs> so loved, you loved it? Out, I loved it, yeah. Jesus. Because everything else really sucked. Jesus.
0: Oh, my God.
1: There was an urban myth that Brandy was based on Mary Ellis, a spinster in New Brunswick, New Jersey. But it's been refuted.
0: What? By, just some spinster.
1: It's been by Elliot Lurie who wrote it and composed it. So one. they just
0: made up some old lady. She's the... probably somebody. Who who says the word spinster anymore anyway?
1: Um Rick uh, Rick Jeeves.
0: Oh, okay. In accounting. Well, that's he needs a stop. It's a stupid word.
1: Okay.
0: It's an old-timey word.
1: On Monday, August 28th, Mark Spitz, baby. Mark Spitz, since you love Olympics so much. Mm -hmm. Mark Spitz, nine time Olympic champion, jokingly told the Russian swim team coach in 1972 that his mustache increased his speed in the water, (laughs) (laughs) deflecting water away from his mouth. Oh, my God. This is not a joke. The next year, Mm -hmm. every Russian swimmer had Had a a mustache. mustache. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. That's great
0: oh man mustache mark mustache power
1: mustache power.
0: my mustache has got the power baby
1: i got a mustache girl mustache everybody mustaches are unstoppable
0: that's so funny what if that was true it is true that mustaches give you amazing swimming abilities well
1: you know what they do give you what sex appeal
0: well that's yes you're right it's very name one
1: woman who hasn't wanted to bang everybody i thought you were going to say
0: name one woman who doesn't have a mustache and I was going to take offense to that. You no, know,
1: there was a lady, when I was a kid growing up, there was an, an ice cream place called Edie's. There, mm-hmm. Like, if you won in your baseball game, you got to have ice cream at Edie's. Yeah. We're going to Edie's. We won. Yeah. And Edie had a... Big mustache. <laughs> she had a giant mustache. You know? <laughs> Edie had a mustache. Oh, so man. La- <laughs> so later on in life, in high school, Edie's was still there. It's gone now. But yeah. rest in peace, Edie's. uh when we drive past there in high school, we'd, we we would yell, hanging oh. out the window. Edie has a
0: mustache. That's awful. Yeah,
1: we were terrible people in high school.
0: You, you got a lot of bad karma coming your way. I sure
1: do. Well, trust me. I, oh my god. The karma, the karma giant has has uh, he's cashed in. What? Yeah, with everything, my life. Oh my god. My life is shitty. You're a prick. Uh, Have you met my awful wife? Wait a minute. My shit-faced children? No, I'm just kidding. I love, <laughs> I love my, kids. My, wife. my kids. Take my wife, please. No, just kidding. You're I love you, honey. You're, you're being a hack. Friday, September 1st, yeah. 1972, mm-hmm. the first commercial home video game console began in 1966. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no. But it wasn't released until 1972.
0: Oh, a home video game, like an Atari?
1: A home video game console. Yeah, they started it in 66. There was a working prototype completed in 1968, but it wasn't released until 1972. Do you know what it's called?
0: The Atari? It's made by
1: Magnavox. Mm. It's the Odyssey.
0: Oh, yeah. That's
1: the first one. The The Odyssey. Odyssey. And Bonnie and Dick. Yeah. The Odyssey. Remember a few episodes ago, I mentioned my Uncle Dick, who, had a, who wore a rope for a belt. Yes. <laughs> he cut off his dress he shoes. He called your brother fat all the yeah, time. Yeah, he called him fat, and he had polio, and he would, like, limp around. God, salad. I
0: love that he cut his dress shoes.
1: Yeah, and he would fall. Oh, the other thing about him, he would fall down all the time. He had, he had polio, so he had, like, yeah. something wrong with his leg. So he would limp, all, ever, but he would always fall down. He it was it was probably a 300-pound man. Oh,
0: my God.
1: You know, and he would drink margaritas. like watching a Redwood
0: fall. <laughs> yeah, he would fall down. Jeez.
1: Anyway, they had an Odyssey for some reason. They were they were an older couple. Yeah. They weren't a couple. They were brother and sister. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mention that to you. My aunt Bonnie and my uncle Dick, they lived next door to my grandparents, so they weren't even oh my God. real aunt and uncle. That's bizarre. But they were friends. They grew up with my grandparents, so they moved next door to them. And their brother and, and they, sister <laughs> and they Yeah, I didn't find out live. I always thought they were married. So and they I, lived and together they like husband and wife. And they didn't have any kids. Oh, wow. And uh they never had kids or anything. Honey, so they I were hate probably to tell gay. You. They're probably mm-hmm. gay. They're
0: probably with each other. I hate to tell you that.
1: Oh, they're brother and sister.
0: I know. I don't think they
1: had sex. Uh, they had their separate rooms.
0: It doesn't mean anything. You, you think they pushed brother the beds and together? That?
1: You think they were having sex
0: with each other? Well, you're they they lived together their whole lives, right? Even uh, until they were very old and stuff, right? Well,
1: I mean, he was a sailor, so they moved. They didn't live together when he was a sailor. She was a nurse.
0: Yeah, but they lived together their whole lives. You think they were?
1: banging
2: each other? Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think so.
1: Well, anyway, we'd go to their house for like Thanksgiving <laughs> and stuff and we cuz they had a big basement and we would, and we when the kid when we go over to their house like, "Oh, we'll let the kids play the Odyssey. Dick, get your Odyssey out. Let the kids see play with your Odyssey." See? Dick, get your Odyssey out. I bet she
0: was saying <laughs> that all the time to him.
1: Odyssey, get your dick out. No. Uh no. And it was a it was a cool game, but I was wondering why do they have a video game system? They're an old Couple, I thought they were married. I didn't find out till they brother well, and sister. I'm lot
0: pretty later. sure. I, we got we got that case su- well, solved.
1: Well, they're both dead. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> but and we were real close to them. I mean, we were real. He was my, uh, I think they were my, I think Dick was my godfather or something.
0: Boy, that's a, why would you pick an 85-year-old man to be somebody's godfather? Well, he wasn't
1: 85 then. How old was he? I don't know. He was like my grandparents' age.
0: Yeah, but why would you pick somebody to be as the age of somebody's
1: grandparents to be a godfather
0: because that's I don't like in, know Bonnie
1: was. Bonnie was Andy's godmother.
0: That's seemed like in the event that you, that you die, you're you're going to give him to somebody who's real old.
1: Uh, I think it was more of a symbolic thing. Yeah, because we didn't really go to church, so it wasn't like a real yeah. thing. Andy had two god We all had. Maybe I don't know. I don't fucking know. I
0: thought only Catholics did the godmother godfather. Yeah, thing. we
1: all did, and our god. And all it meant was your godmother had to give you a present. <laughs> At Christmas, <laughs> that's all I thought. But it's a anyway. weird concept. It's a, it's a weird thing. Anyway, Monday, September 4th, mm-hmm. Jeremiah Johnson was a movie that came out. It was one of the top five grossing movies that year. Yeah. It's an adventure drama western about a mountain man who oh, wishes right. to live the life of a hermit, and he becomes the unwilling object of a long vendetta by Indians.
0: Oh, that's right. We watched the trailer for this. It he proves to
1: be a match for their warriors in one-on-one combat on the early frontier. It stars Robert Redford, Will Gear Del Bolton, based upon a real-life trapper named John Johnston, nicknamed Crow Killer and Liver Eater Johnston, for his penchant for cutting out and eating the livers of crow Indians he had killed. Yee! Yipe! Several crows had murdered his wife, and he swore vengeance against the entire tribe. So it was basically... uh, the colored people are the bad guys and the white guy is the good guy is Robert Redford well
0: but if Robert Redford he played the Jeremiah Johnson probably yeah the
1: main guy yeah who killed all the Indians and it was supposed to be Robert Redford the hero oh I yeah, see white guy's the hero yeah yep
0: yeah. that's great
1: but Robert Redford he was like the original like everyone wanted to have sex with him right? I know yeah all the women he were like oh really Robert Redford blah, 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 yeah stick it in me
0: he was good looking really
1: so you're into him too
0: yeah, he's good looking. Well, you're
1: racist then.
0: I don't know about that.
1: Well, you must be, because this movie is, so. Yeah. There At you go. you got a point there. So, but, but, so the way I take that is, if you think Robert Redford's hot and you think I'm hot, I must look like Robert Redford.
0: That's the only logical jump to make.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I, you know what? I think my dates are now lining up again somehow. No, they're not. I don't know. Anyway, I think that same day, maybe that Mm -hmm. might not have been that might have been Friday, September 1st. Okay. Anyway, Monday, September 4th, the Price is Right premiered on CBS. Oh,
0: first time for that. Yeah.
1: And as of 2018, it is the longest running game show on American television.
0: Yeah, that it's the only game show left. I think And
1: Bob Barker is still the host.
0: Oh, I guess Family Feud is still on, isn't it? In, In Jeopardy. Yeah, but I think those are the only three that are Who still exist. wanna
1: be a millionaire?
0: That's not on anymore, I don't think.
1: It's not. I don't think. That was that was a newer one too. Mm-hmm. Well, match isn't match game still on? I don't think. Password?
0: No, they're not still on. <laughs> Super password. password? I think password still on. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: Okay, Bob Barker's not the host anymore. It's Drew Carey. Yeah,
0: that's that's right. Drew Bob Carey. Barker
1: was beat up by Adam Sandler.
0: Bob Barker eats roughage. What? That's Oh
1: it. yeah, Lassie. Bob Barker eats roughage.
0: What's that from? There's something Ryan made up. He's a funny guy.
1: That's pretty funny. Remember, Kit? Yep. They have a few things, I think. Three Dog Night takes over the number one song on the Billboard chart.
0: Is it Jeremiah Was a Bullfrog?
1: No, he did that one oh, already like three times. Like you've guessed that a hundred times <laughs> when he did it.
0: Okay. Well, then i uh, that's the only one the I think
1: of. The ink though. is black. The page is white. What? The you ink is that. black,
0: the page is white. You know heard
1: that? The ink.
0: Well, what's the rest of it? The
1: robes were black, their heads were white.
0: I don't the know what you're talking about. The is
1: black, the page is white. I have
0: no idea what you're talking about. That's what it's... That's You the, heard that song? That's the hook?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a song about Uh, race relations. Uh, It was inspired by the brown... Brown V. Board of Education, 1954, outlawed racial segregation in public schools. Yeah. Um, you've never heard that song? It's like a huge song. Let me play it. I know you've heard of it.
0: He doesn't have a shirt on. He's got a jacket, a bolero without a shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the guy's singing it. Yeah. Like, I just realized it. Yeah. I just can't stop looking at him with his shirt off. God, he looks like such an idiot.
1: Well, the original lyrics of the song opened with this verse in reference to the court. Their robes were black. Their heads were white. The schoolhouse doors were closed so tight. Nine judges all sat down their names to end the years and years of shame. Uh, But they. But. greyhound is a band that covered it and then three Dog night they didn't include that verse
0: they didn't include. they did
1: not to make the song more universal but also less historically specific
0: oh why did they want it to be less historically specific i don't know
1: you know what know. do i do i just read what wikipedia tells me that's true what do i care yeah um Also on that same day, Saturday, September 16th, 1972, Deliverance was released. Oh, my God. Uh,
0: That's a movie I never want to see again.
1: Yeah, was yeah. you can only watch this once. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. John Voight, Burt Reynolds, and Ned Beatty. Basically, it's a bunch of dudes getting raped by hillbillies, hillbillies. In, in the woods. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, um, if you like rape... Uh, You might like this movie. Oh, it's so gross. Uh, But did you know that to minimize costs, the production wasn't insured and the actors did their own stunts? No.
0: Including Uh the rape scene, I guess. Yep.
1: Um, John Voight climbed that cliff. Burt Reynolds broke his coccyx. Coccyx. His coccyx, his tailbone. She broke her coccyx. He broke his tailbone while going down the rapids when the canoe capsized. Originally, a cloth dummy was used, but it looked too fake, like a dummy going over a waterfall. So while... while then, so they had Burt Reynolds do it, and then while he recovered, he asked, "Oh, oh you know, it hurts my ass hurts, or whatever, but how did it look, and it looked good and the director, John Borman, replied, "Well, now it still looked like a dummy going over a waterfall. Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> who knows you um, and you know how the gas station attendant does that jig during the dueling banjos? Yeah, remember that he does yeah. that little weird, creepy dance, yeah, that was completely unscripted and spontaneous. The guy just did that, okay." Um,
0: Do they t- say anything about the hillbillies? I think he
1: was a local. Yeah, a lot of them were. They had local people, local hill people. What, local were the were the rapists locals? Um, no. Okay. No, I don't they think were so. actors. Ah, uh,
0: because that would be a little too creepy to ask, like Ned Beatty, to pretend to be raped by yeah. some Let strange weirdo. You. Yeah, hey,
1: this is Carl. He's gonna rape you Carl, just rape him. Rape him better, Carl. Yeah. rape him like you would at your house. I don't know. It's just a rape movie. Yeah. Uh, that was real popular. I mean, that's just
0: like one part.
1: I don't know. I think it pretty much but started it, with rape. I think I feel like the opening, opening was just a guy raping. No, and it wasn't. It was just one part, but it... Squeal like a pig, fat boy, it, is the big thing. It
0: was... The whole movie was overshadowed by that part. Yeah. It was awful. It made, yeah, it kind of... It made a, my stomach hurt really definitely bad.
1: Definitely a rape movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren Beatty... Uh, was thrown overboard on a canoeing scene, and he was sucked under by a whirlpool.
0: Ned Beatty, you mean? Ned Beatty. You said Warren Beatty.
1: I didn't say Warren Beatty. You I, did. Ned Beatty. You listen, d- listen back to it. Growing Pains.
0: All right, I'll listen back. <laughs> but I swear you just said Warren yeah. Beatty.
1: No, I said while well, filming the white water canoeing scene, Ned Beatty was thrown overboard oh, and was sucked I, under by a did. whirlpool. A production. I, I'm reading it. I, okay. <laughs> I would just. Uh, a production assistant dove in to save him, but he didn't service for 30 seconds. John Borman, the director, asked him, how did you feel? And Beatty responded, I thought I was going to drown. And my first thought while I was drowning was, how will John finish the film without me? And my second thought was, eh, I bet the bastard will find a way as mm. he's dying, thinking he's dying. that happens.
0: That's what he said. Yep. September 19th, 1972.
1: That's your date. What's, what are you going to talk about?
0: Well, would you want to tell oh, me you mean something? September nineteenth,
1: 1972, the same night that Maude and Hawaii 5 were on TV?
0: Yes. Yes, that day.
1: Okay. Uh, the same time the new Temperatures Rising show was on, or Temperatures Rising, starring Cleveland Little, Nancy Fox, Joan Van Ark, and Paul Lind.
0: Paul Lind. Wait. Yeah. Must be yeah. that one.
1: Uh, That is a show. It's set at the Capitol General Hospital in Washington, D.C., and it follows the adventures of the no-nonsense chief of surgery, Dr. Vincent Campanelli, and his all-nonsense staff. same night that was on?
0: Yes. That same day in Springfield, New Jersey, a dog returned to its owner with something far more gruesome than a stick in its mouth.
1: Oh, uh, let me guess. A... A Uh, turd-covered ham bone?
0: Nope. To the owner's shock, the animal was carrying around the decomposed remains of a human hand and forearm in its jaw. Oh, Yes.
1: I would be vomiting immediately. Yep. I'd be rookie copping it.
0: The the authorities were contacted right away and began a search with bloodhounds of the nearby Hoodale Quarry, which was in a wooded area where the dog's owner claimed it liked to roam around. Well, here's
1: how the name of that quarry got. Yeah, it came about. Hey, what are we gonna name this, car- this quarry? We're we gonna name it after Dale. Who Dale? You
0: gonna name it after who? Who
1: Dale? You name it after Dale? Who Dale? Who Dale?
0: That might not be how it's pronounced, but
1: oh, I'll let you. I'll how let you, you think it, it
0: is. H o u d a i l l e could be like Hoodale, I guess.
1: Oh, let's call it Hoodale. Okay. Where is this? In New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. So, so it the was, Jersey beast is still on the loose. It's
0: true. It was not long before the rest of the arm's body was found, sprawled atop a wooded bluff in the quarry that had a, the rather foreboding name of the Devil's Teeth, since the rocks jutting up from the ground gave the impression of jagged teeth and a skull. So mm. it was this area. That area called the called the Devil's Teeth. It looked. Rough. Looks like a looks like a skull. Looks like a skull and it's yep. a, a bluff. What's a bluff? It's like a um, a cliff sort of thing. I think. Okay. I think. The body was that of a young woman lying face down. She was fully clothed, but she was so badly decomposed that the cause of death could not be readily ascertained.
1: Oh, her arm was missing.
0: Yes. Yep. The body required dental records to identify, which revealed that the body was that of 16-year-old Jeanette De Palma, a local girl who had been reported missing from her home on August 7th of that same year.
1: Oh, uh, she, wait. She was reported missing? On
0: August on the same
1: 7th. The same, you know, that's the same day yeah. that the most powerful solar flare ever measured was observed on Earth. Oh. But it was also the same day mm-hmm. that June Allison, Ed Asner, and Paul Lind, again, were all on Hollywood Squares.
0: Oh, the same people that were in that show?
1: Paul Lind ha- had a television show. Oh, but he was also on when Hollywood When the arm was found. He was on that show, yeah. But he was also on Hollywood Squares so the night she that. was missing. So Paul Lynn might have something to do with it. He might. This, this. She also went missing the same time Jack Klugman was on that Tonight Show.
0: So she had been um, at home, and she had wanted to go to a party, and her and her mom got in an argument. And her mom you know, said she would drive her. A lot of she high She said kids. she she was going to walk. So she started walking, and there's so a, what did they
1: get in the argument about? her mom didn't want wanted a driver but she wanted to walk. She didn't want her Yeah, to... there
0: was other th- problems, I guess. Okay. But um it's not real clear exactly what they were ta- what they were arguing about. So
1: you're saying you didn't interview the mom. I
0: did not interview the mom. But um she she did stop at some friend's house on the way and then she kept walking. For drugs? She just to just hang out, up I think, a probably is probably. Um so Let's A see. Wine. So, at the time the butterscotch of butterscotch candies, at the time of the disappearance, the police had conducted extensive searches for the girl, but had come up with nothing. Forensic analysis of the girl's teeth showed that she'd been dead for approximately six weeks, or around the same amount of time that she had been missing.
1: Ah, so she must have died that August seventh, right? Night.
0: So, uh, however, although the mystery of what had become of De Palma had been solved, the real mystery and weirdness was just getting started.
1: The mystery and weirdness has begun. Well, Paul Dean is on The Tonight Show.
0: So... Oh, no, he's on Hollywood Square. In the vicinity of her body were found to be a collection of logs and branches... That were at first glance just thought to be strewn about haphazardly and of no significance. Yet it was soon noticed that the pieces of wood had been apparently intentionally arranged in ways that suggested sinister occult imagery. Oh wow! So Did it almost looked like she was in a coffin, like somebody had made a coffin around her coffin body out of branches twigs and, and twigs.
1: Did you say haphazardly?
0: Half haphazardly. You
1: said haphazardly, right? Not hazardly.
0: I probably said haphazardly. I don't know. You what know I said. that it's
1: not half hazardly. I that's do. Not a thing, right? Okay, good. Thank just, you. Yes, I do. Well, I just I misspoke. I well, that's okay. If you did, you might have said it right, but I don't know if I did. I just needed to know immediately if, if you were I somebody was... who thinks half hazardly is a the word, and then I would immediately divorce you.
0: And you would be the all right nerd alert. No, I mean.
1: I we 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 thought I knew who I was married to. All right. Okay. So
0: one source who was present at the discovery of the body claimed that the branches and logs had been arranged to look like crosses that formed a trapezoidal perimeter around the body that was described as being like a coffin. And another cross had been placed above the girl's head. The whole scene reportedly had the feeling of some makeshift occult altar oh, of some sort. devil worshiping! And the police began to believe the murder had perhaps been carried out by nefarious practitioners of dark witchcraft, sa- Satan worshippers, or members of some other evil cult.
1: But it's definitely nefarious practitioners. You, you think? Yeah, I mean, half the time I go to a, when I go to the doctor, I can't see the actual doctor, but they say, "Oh, sorry, we'll give you. A, we can't see a doctor, but we have a nefarious practitioner. <laughs> you and can you see, see him instead. Okay, it's so.
0: There were other creep, there were other weird things as well, and the case became so mired in rumor and creepy stories that it became hard to ascertain what had really happened and what was merely hearsay. Around the crime scene, it was later rumored that dead animals had been strung up to some of the trees with string, with some of the multi with and with some of the mutilated corpses in jars. Gross. It was also later claimed that a series of arrows had been carved into various trees, pointing to where the dead girl was. The unanimous decision seemed to be that De Palma had been murdered in some bizarre and gruesome occult ritual.
1: Gross. It reminds me of that guy that lived a couple of doors down from us that would always clean oh, his deer. Oh, that's right.
0: That was so gross. Like there would be
1: deer legs everywhere. Uh, like he would clean his deer just in his yard. He'd just hanging from in, the in, tree in BG, was, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, that was so. They were weird. There was something wrong with them.
1: Yeah, because you saw him hitting hitting their dog once, right? Yeah, Board I think. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anybody who beats an animal, to me, is There's something, something wrong seriously with them, yeah. wrong with them.
1: But they'd clean this deer. They'd, like, hang it from their trees all the time. They'd, like, you know, clean it and stuff. And then they'd be, like, and just leave the legs everywhere. Yeah. And they'd just be carried around by other animals. And so it, everybody it, was would have like a, it was almost like It was almost
0: like a cross they had in their yard where they would hang it up on.
1: Yeah, it was a weird thing. It was. So anyway.
0: the local press covered the story. And soon Satanism, dark witchcraft, strange r- rituals, and human sacrifice were the talk of the town.
1: Talking to town, y'all. It was
0: also claimed by some that were interviewed at the time that occult activity, devil worship, and witch covens were well-known in the area.
1: That's coven.
0: (laughs) With the nearby Watchtongue Reservation rumored as being the center of such activity for years. It was even reported that shortly after De Palma's murder, dead animals had been allegedly found at the reservation strung up from trees in a similar manner to those that had been at the crime scene. Um... Local legends in the area were rife with eerie tales of witchcraft and black magic, with one particular local story being that 13 witches are buried beneath the nearby Johnston Drive, a lonely stretch of road that runs from the town of Watchtongue to Scotch Plains. Watchtongue. Um, Some eyewitnesses claim that they're seeing human sacrifices, which they accuse local authorities of covering up. Um, Additionally, there had apparently been so many thefts of occult reading material from the local library that the works like the Encyclopedia of Occultism had to actually be kept locked away because they were...
1: So many people are trying to get it.
0: Taken all of them, yeah. The prevailing rumor at the time among the public and even among some of the police was that Jeanette De Palma had gotten caught up with a coven of witches or a group of Satanists and in the end had been murdered in cold blood for ritualistic purposes.
1: Anybody ever killed in warm blood?
0: Well, I think at first...
1: They never say that. Um, He's not that bad of a murderer. He only killed her in warm blood. It wasn't cold blood. The
0: strange thing about all this speculation was that nothing in Jeanette's background suggested in any way that she would be involved in such activities or be running with that sort of crowd. Although she was described by friends as having a bit of a wild streak, Jeanette had always been a devout evangelical Christian and had been active in her parish, working with victims of alcohol and drug abuse.
1: Oh, she sounds like a good person.
0: Jeanette herself was said to have overcome a serious drug and alcohol problem as well through her faith and belief in the power of God. At at
1: 16, Mm -hmm. she'd overcome a drug and alcohol addiction? I guess.
0: Already? It didn't make any sense that she would have been hanging out with witches or devil worshippers, so this led to further speculation that perhaps she'd been simply targeted by occultists for her religious beliefs, or had provoked them through trying to convert them and had been abducted against her will That's crazy it is crazy
1: you know maybe yeah I don't I don't really
0: so unfortunately a series of setbacks false leads and uh, and weird events proved to be a powerful obstacle to ever finding out the truth there was very little for police to go on and bizarrely no one in town wanted to talk about it in fact after a couple of weeks of the case being splattered all over the newspapers, splattered. the story suddenly just went silent. Locals who were interviewed for possible information on the case were reluctant or fearful to talk about it, and some flat-out refused to discuss it, even among themselves.
1: That sounds like mafia. You think? I don't know.
0: During this time, it seemed as if the murder of Jeanette De Palma had become a taboo subject that was not to be mentioned to anyone. Many of the leads police did get were sent through anonymous letters or phone calls that gave only the vaguest information and were unable to be verified. Police anonymous.
1: had huh? Anonymous. Anonymous.
0: P- police had absolutely nothing solid to go on. The only suspect ever to be brought in for questioning was they found a local man.
1: Oh, I can't wait. He was a local.
0: <laughs> he was a local homeless man. Oh, of course. Named Red Kiera. And he was living in the woods near where they found her. There's a
1: dude living in the woods near us. I see this dude all the time. Are you looks being like serious? Looks like my cousin Josh. Oh, he's, I've seen that. Call, I've seen that guy. Yeah, I call him homeless Josh. Uh, and I've told my cousin, I was like, "There's a homeless dude in my neighborhood." How do you, he how do you know like, he's homeless? Well, he lives in the woods. How do you? I see him walking out of the woods. And then he walks to what woods? He walks to the grocery store, just the woods that they're going to build that YMCA on. So we'll see him again. I thought that was just like
0: marshland or something.
1: I don't know what's back there, but he comes out of the trees and then he goes to the grocery store. I don't know where he gets his money or how he. Yeah. But I actually saw him in the grocery store one time, and he walked down the aisles. Oh my God! There's the guy. There's homeless Josh. And he walks past (laughs) me. My cousin's name is Josh, so I don't know this guy's name, but I call him homeless. He's like the homeless version of my cousin. Uh, But. He's definitely homeless because he smelled. Oh, really? Like he's living in the woods. I think. I think he's just living. Like maybe he's a survivalist, or maybe he's not home. Like maybe, maybe he's just off lived, the grid or something. Yeah, maybe he's just living under trees or something. Maybe he's built like a hobo village or something. But that's creepy. smelled all, awful. I mean, I was like. He walked past. I was excited because I was like, I can't wait to see this guy. I want to figure out what this guy's about. Yeah. And as he got close to me, I, like, oh. was sick to my stomach, the smell. Like, oh, I mean, God. I mean, he wasn't even close to me. He just walked behind me and, and went to the next aisle. Yeah, it was awful. And I wanted to barf because he smelled that bad because he's been living in the woods probably.
0: Oh, God. Well, this guy. Um... So when
1: they build that YMCA and tear down his home, mm-hmm. I guess he'll just live in the YMCA. I don't know. Poor guy. I don't know where he'll live. Hey, yeah, he's probably just off the grid, man. Because
0: he looks, he doesn't look like. He looks like he's doing fine.
1: Somehow he gets the money to spend at the grocery store. Why was he in the grocery store?
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, Anyway, this guy got millions of dollars. This guy was living in the woods, and he worked as a caddy. At this <laughs> golf resort. <laughs> like, I don't what? know. they, they paid. danger for you? Yeah, they like paid him in cash or something. And he would go work at this golf course as a caddy.
1: Oh, awesome. And then
0: lived in the woods.
1: I love this guy. So remember when I tell you about people that I'm like, God, I wonder what that guy's life is like. That's one of them. One like, of them, yeah. I would want to follow that guy home, be a fly on you know, his wall. Mm, watch, see him. how he lives. What does he do?
0: I think you're in for a world of hurt if you want to go see what people do in the privacy I of do, their own homes. Do everyone? That's what I'm hoping the so afterlife weird. is.
1: I hope the afterlife is that I'm just you want to be a ghost. I'm just a spark. I just want. Yeah, I want to be a ghost, and I just want to go to everyone's. Every time I see somebody, I That's wonder so weird. about what their life is. Like That's I'm, so weird. I'm gonna go to Debbie's house and just see how what she does. I'm gonna go. To, oh,
0: you don't want to know what Debbie's doing? I do. You
1: <laughs> I want to see what people live like. I want to see. Does. Does everyone keep their peanut butter in the pantry? That's some so people weird. keep it in the fridge. Don't you? That is
0: you don't so weird. You wonder about people? I don't give a shit.
1: About anybody else?
0: I'm not saying about anybody else, but I don't well, give a shit the, about some strange person walking down the street, with, whether they keep their peanut butter in the pantry or the well, fridge. No, <laughs>
1: well, that's the problem, is you don't care about anyone in the world. That's the problem in general. We don't care about each other. I All right. Get off know your know soapbox. I to know everything about everybody. Get off your soapbox. I want to know, do they use Crest toothpaste? Like okay. Like,
0: all right, let's move on. I want to so, know. So, so this
1: where they keep their underpants.
0: So this guy, though, they um, he released him without charging him with any crime. Oh. Um, they couldn't link him at all.
1: At least they found out he was a caddy.
0: But they, uh, he reportedly left town right after they interviewed him. So I don't know if that was just because he that was, was freak, freaked out because of them. Interviewing him, or if there was any, do guilt we know involved. why they interviewed him? Like, why? Well, because he was living right in, near where the oh, body he was, was near found, there, yeah. And so, it's a man living alone in the woods by the body, yeah, you'd have to interview him. He did it. There was another suspect Never named the Robert Zerinski.
1: No, he sounds like a guilty he was too.
0: born in 1940. At the age of 18, he killed a police officer.
1: Oh, well, then he did it,
0: and he was a career criminal. In 1965, it's believed that he started a killing girls. In 1975, he was given a life sentence for killing a New Jersey girl.
1: Sounds like we got the guy. And He
0: was a prime suspect in the murder of a girl between 1965 and 1974.
1: Wait, what year did he get convicted of killing somebody?
0: 1975.
1: Oh, so after this, so he probably mm-hmm. killed her too. There so, we go. Ding, but, ding ding.
0: Okay, so with no solid evidence to go on, um, nobody would talk about the murder. There was no suspects. The case of Jeanette De Palma's murder went cold and was forgotten. 30 years later, the magazine Weird New Jersey, Weird NJ, would launch an investigation into the case, but this would also prove to face obstacles that had still not lost any of their sheen or weirdness. For one, it seemed that in early 1990s, all of the records pertaining to the case had been destroyed by flooding when Hurricane Floyd hit New Jersey. So Absolutely. they went to see the any of the files, and they found that they were all destroyed. They're missing. Um,
1: How convenient.
0: Yeah, wiping out practically all remaining documentation and evidence connected to the murder. It was certainly seen as odd that all remaining evidence and archived documents pertaining to the case would be stored in one place in the basement of a building that was supposedly known to be prone to flooding. Wow. And this fueled speculation that the records had had not really gotten lost in the flood at all. But had been destroyed intentionally, perhaps oh. in an effort to bury the case. There was, um, there was.
1: So it's not Zerinsky, then, because he's already put away. Well, they
0: they later these guys wrote a book about the case, and they later interviewed one of the detectives that had worked it, and he said it or as early as the 1980s that file was missing. So it, it, it was already missing. It was it already missing. Came. Oh man. So also another weird rumor was the claim that police had never taken any photos of the crime scene. Th- that can't be confirmed in any way since any of the photos would have been destroyed. But that was just a rumor that they didn't. Why would they not have? If they wanted to cover something up. If they were involved. Just want to cover up. Attempts to interview locals about and about the old crime also met with similar problems police had encountered three decades earlier. Many claimed it was best to just let it lie or they were unwilling or even afraid to bring it up. Uh, most were unwilling or too frightened to even offer opinions or speculation Practically everyone approached about the matter displayed the same eerie uncooperativeness they had 30 years prior. Um, so just some more about the locals. Once again, the vast majority of information gained by Weird NJ was from anonymous letters, which were sent by both people from the area as well as those who had long since moved away. But it was usually vague, cryptic, nonsensical, or contradictory.
1: Well, that describes my whole existence.
0: The only thing that could really be gleaned was that most still believed it to be a murder carried out by a cult and that there had been attempts by local authorities to cover up the case and destroy evidence and that people were still terrified of talking about it. So um, the bizarre facts surrounding the death of Jeanette De Palma have been the source of a great amount of speculation. It's mostly agreed upon that the murder was related to a cultist of some kind, but above and beyond that, there are a variety of theories Some think that the whole town was in on it, including the police, and were attempting a cover-up of the incident, or that they knew who had carried out the murders and for some reason chose to look the other way. Others think a cover-up was launched in order to try and preserve the town's reputation in the face of such a ghastly crime, or that the murder had been committed by a powerful local figure who did not want the heinous crime brought to light. Still others believe that the townfolk were so scared because the devil worshippers or witch coven believed to be responsible had enough power and influence to make sure anyone who talked would also end up like Jeanette, which I think is that
1: sounds stupid, Stupid,
0: not true. Um, other theories say her murder was not the work of a cult at all, but rather someone such as a jealous boyfriend who then made efforts to make it appear to be a satanic ritual. Whatever the case may be, the murder of Jeanette De Palma is still unsolved and looks as if it will likely remain that way. There are no records or archives remaining and the only material to be found in the case are a scant few surviving newspaper clippings. Um, one of the theories, though, that I saw was they were trying to um, connect it to the Jeffrey McDonald case. Do you remember?
1: Yeah, that was how many episodes ago? That
0: was 1970, I think.
1: He was the guy who, uh, he, Jeffrey McDonald, he, what did he, he kill- do? Oh, he killed his family, right? But he
0: said it was a, a hippie cult that came in. Yeah, right. And that's what they're... They were
1: trying to connect to that same cult yeah, that he yeah
0: said. So, but... um. I thought that was a little bit interesting that that was something somebody people were trying to say.
1: You know, how I think did it is that uh, that son-in-law who killed the people earlier this year the, in Boone.
0: Oh, John. No, John List was last. Boone, North Carolina. Oh, the we. Oh, the son-in-law who killed. Yeah, he in, must
1: have went to New Jersey.
0: That could be. No, probably not. No, you are probably right. That's stupid. Yeah, that's idiot. pretty dumb. God, I'm an idiot. So there's just a little freaky, creepy So we don't know story. that one either? We don't, don't have know the solved? answer to that Jeez. one. We got two unsolved ones for 1972. Two unsolved
1: ones. Steve Brace is going to be pissed. I know it. He's going to probably bite his hand and spit. Yeah, and cuss. he's probably going to flip over a table. Yeah. Punch a guy in a bar.
0: He might. You don't Get know. All because of you. All right, what's next?
1: Well, we have... Saturday, September 23rd, 1972, Mac Davis takes over the Billboard charts with Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me.
0: Uh, how does that go?
1: Baby, don't get hooked on me. <laughs> that's, you that's don't even know. Uh, no, you <clears throat> You won't know it. No, oh, I won't. Um, but I just couldn't be- get past the fact that it's like, it's basically saying, hey, don't I'm just going to fuck you. Like, don't get attached. I'm not going to marry you. I'm not going to date you. I just want to bang you. Oh, really? It says, here's some lyrics that I thought were, like, gross. Um, Girl, you're a hot-blooded woman, child, and it's warm where you're touching me.
2: Ooh. Girl, you're a
1: hot-blooded woman, child, and it's warm where you're touching me. But I can tell by your trembling smile you're seeing way too much in me. Girl, don't let your life get tangled with mine, because I'll just leave you. I can't take no clinging vine. It's terrible. Girl, you that look in your eyes. And it's to work. Like the he's afraid of the look that she likes. That she likes she him. wants to date him. He's like, I just want to bang you. Baby, 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 don't get
0: Oh, my God, that's yeah. awful. I'll just use you, then I'll set you free. Maybe I've heard that. Maybe I have heard it before, but the chorus sounded more familiar. But that's...
1: Girl, you're a hot-blooded woman, and it's warm where you're touching me. That's awful. Uh, yeah, it's just terrible. Uh, anyway, it's not even a good song. Nope. Um, but the song was featured on an episode of The Muppet Show that Mac Davis was hosting.
0: Was it really? Yeah. The, how did The Muppets adapt that?
1: material. I have no idea. But uh this makes no sense at all. Sunday, September twenty fourth. Yes. The Emigrants was a movie that was released. One of the one of the t- <laughs> I think this was one of the
0: Oh God.
1: Oscar movies, one of the top five. Yeah. This was the one that we watched was in the trailer.
0: Just, and it was just people Planting potatoes. Yeah, it was just a <laughs> was... two-hour
1: movie about... Uh, people planting uh,
0: potatoes. That's all they were doing.
1: Yeah, 19th century uh, Swedish <laughs> God. Pe- people working on a farm. Like, there was yeah. no words. Nobody even said any lines. It was southern it Sweden. It was the
0: strangest trailer I've it's ever seen. in the seen. middle of the
1: 19th century. Uh, Christina and Carl Oscar live in the small rural village in Smaland, southern Sweden. They get married and try to make a living on a small spot of land. However, the small size of, the size of their land, the infertile soil, and some bad harvests make it tough. And one of their children starves to death.
2: Gosh. So they
1: decide to emigrate to the U.S. and they meet a group of farmers with their families planning the emigration under the leadership of a band priest. They sell everything and embark for the U.S. The journey on the sailing ship is long and tedious. Some the of, whole movie is long and some tedious. Of the immigrants will never reach the new world. So, the whole trailer well, the trailer was like 10 minutes of just a guy planting potatoes, planting potatoes, and then, like, you know, using a pitchfork. And, then and that was, was like, it. And there were some wagons and some donkeys. Like, it really didn't make me want to see the movie.
0: No. Well, it sounds like the movie would be boring as hell.
1: Also, the movie Sounder. Came out.
0: Did we watch the trailer to that one?
1: Uh, yeah, it was a quick trailer. The oldest son of a loving and strong family of black sharecroppers come of age in the Depression-era South after his father was in prison for stealing food. I think that's a book. Yeah, it's based on a book. But, it yeah, it was just a quick, it, it wasn't a very long trailer. Okay. That starred Cicely Tyson, Paul Winfield, and Kevin Hooks. <coughs> um. Yeah, and then uh, October 14th,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Saturday, October 14th, 1972, Yep. Michael Jackson takes over the Billboard charts with the worst Michael Jackson song of all time, and I can't believe anybody's not creeped out by this song. I, this is another one. I can't... It's basically... Which one is it? Ben. Oh,
0: yeah. Isn't it about a mouse?
1: No. I, is
0: it? It's supposed to be about a mouse, I think. Are you sure? That's what I think.
1: Well, maybe that explains it then.
0: Okay. What's the, what because hit the me words, with some lyrics?
1: The lyrics sound to me like he's singing about an old man. Like it's a child singing about a man and how they should never be apart and they should, they're, they should be together forever. And it's like seems like it's a pedophilia thing. Really? I don't know. Nobody else seems put off by this. It was a number one hit. Everybody loved it. Ben, the two of us need look no more. We both, we both found what we were looking for. Like we don't have to look anymore because we found each other. That's what we're looking for. With a friend I call my own, I'll never be alone. And you, my friend, will see you've got a friend in me. So it says friend, but still, yeah. Uh, and then it says Ben, you're always running here and there. You feel you're not wanted anywhere. If you ever look behind and don't like what you find, there's something, you should know you've got a place to go. I used to say I and me, now it's us, now it's we. Ben, most people would turn you away. I don't listen to a word they say. They don't see you as I do. I wish they would try to. I'm sure they'd think again if they had a friend like Ben. A friend like Ben. It's like a love song to a a grown man sung by a
0: child. I think it's about a mouse.
1: Oh. Well that makes sense that nobody wants him around because he's mozy That's better. That's way better than um I'm
0: I'm a child I'm hoping I'm not a, totally I was
1: thinking like an old man, like an old homeless man yeah. or something or yeah. an old man who's crazy and maybe but still it kinda seems pedophilia y. Yeah. Maybe it's just because of what Michael Jackson ended up being and being accused of and stuff that I yeah. have that in my head. I don't know, but it just wait a second. I just remembered I forgot to tell you about the Cheers Charlotte Radio podcast. Uh, Cheers Charlotte Radio is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the world of craft beer, homebrew, great food, and good living in the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina. So I know you know I love craft beer. I do. I drink it all the time. That's why I'm fat. So I love this podcast. Um. I've been listening to it for a few weeks now. Uh, I really love it. It's recorded live and on-site at local craft beer bars, breweries and festivals. Every episode hosts in-person interviews with craft professionals and industry news as it relates to the Charlotte, North Carolina market. Uh, founders and hosts since 2013, Ford Craven, Jay Weezy Brown, and Caesar Leva. Bring a bright light to the craft beer scene with insightful beer industry experiences, a contagious brotherly banter, and plenty of laughter. Uh, it's a great podcast if you love beer, and obviously everyone does because a new craft brewery opens every week, and none of them ever close. They're always a smashing success. So check out Cheer Charlotte Radio, wherever you get your podcast, man. Did you know that mm-hmm. the only dissenting member of the Warren Commission?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On JFK's assassination, Mm -hmm. Senator Hale Boggs disappeared on a flight over Alaska? No. On October 16th, 1972, Mm -hmm. that's your birthday, the day you were born. Yes. Boggs was aboard a twin-engine Cessna 310 with Representative Begich, who was facing a possible tight race in the November 1972 general election against the Republican candidate Don Young. When it disappeared during a flight from Anchorage to Juneau, the
0: whole flight disappeared. Yeah,
1: I guess. On November twenty-fourth, nineteen seventy-two, the search was suspended after thirty-nine days. Neither the wreckage of the plane nor the pilots and passengers' remains were ever found. After Boggs and Boggett were re-elected posthumously, posthumous, I can never say that posthumously. Mm-hmm. That November, House Resolution One of January third, nineteen seventy-three, officially recognized Boggs' presumed death and opened the way for a special election. The same was done for Biggich. There's a lot of theories. The events surrounding the deaths have been the subject of much speculation, suspicion, and numerous conspiracy theories. The theories often center on his membership on the Warren Commission. Yeah. Boggs descended from the Warren Commission's majority who supported the single bullet theory. Oh. Regarding the single bullet theory, Boggs commented, I had strong doubts about it. In the 1979 novel, The Mattery Circle, Author Robert Ludlum, mm-hmm. portrayed Boggs as having been killed to stop his investigation on the Kennedy assassination. I buy it. I buy it too. I yeah. buy that for a friggin' dollar. I buy that for a fucking dollar. Sorry. Saturday, October 21st, 1972, Chuck Berry takes over the number one chart. Oh, Chuck Berry my ding-a-ling. oh my god my ding-a-ling.
0: Henry just discovered
1: that song I want last you Christmas to play
0: with my ding oh he did yes and he thought it was the funniest thing I'm he sure ever he heard loves that that's song. the age that yeah, kids it's, it's fi- four, hear that and it's they think 12 it's 12 year old yeah they think it's the funniest thing they've ever heard
1: yeah I can't believe this song I listened to this whole song because I'm trying to listen to all the number ones and yeah I can't believe this was number one it I was know a live version yeah and and of course now, knowing what we know about Chuck Berry, yeah. that he was filming women in the bathroom. Yeah, that's right. Uh, of course, Chuck Berry is singing about his dick. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants everyone to play with his dick. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, this was, there was a lot of controversy, obviously, about this song because it was, was. I wonder. Because it's that's a long time ago to have. Penis. Yeah,
0: singing about that.
1: Chuck Berry wants everyone to look at his dick and he that's wants right. to film women in the bathroom. Yep, that's what we learned. My niggling. I want you to play with my niggling. You can play with your own niggling. Okay. Yep. Stuff like that. Yep. And then uh, Saturday, November 4th, 1972, Johnny Nash takes over. Mm-hmm. You know who he is? Nope. I can see clearly oh, yeah. now. That's the right. rain is gone.
0: That's the song? Yep. I that's like a, that song. That's a great song. Yeah. Johnny Nash is great. I uh, love that song.
1: And he originally recorded it. Um and Jimmy Cliff uh recorded it in nineteen ninety three for Cool Runnings. That cool running soundtrack. Okay. And then on Wednesday, November 8th, 1972, Home Box Office was launched by Tom oh, Warner. Oh, There little you go. little HBO action. That's right. This, that's pretty early. I didn't know it was in the 70s.
0: Yeah. That's a long time ago.
1: How about this? Okay. Wednesday, November 15th. Hit me. Denver. Yeah. Denver was awarded the 1976 Winter Olympics. Okay. But in 1972, they voted to reject hosting the Games. Oh, boom. Becoming the first and only host to do so after being awarded the Games.
2: Why, so why pray Innsbruck, tell? So,
1: Austria was then chosen to host it. Um, uh, concerns about the potential cost quickly became the alarm for some Color- Coloradans. For others, the issue was the environment damage that supposedly would be caused by hordes descending on the sites of competition. Yeah. Um, God,
0: can you imagine? Like, what if we found out the Olympics was coming to Charlotte?
1: That'd <coughs> be so nuts. Oh, it'd be awful. Well, still, others. It was the idea that more people might be lured into moving to a state that was already was a attra- that was already attracting newcomers with its snow-capped mountain peaks and wide open spaces. Um, yeah, people clamor for stuff like that. Like, every yes. every city wants a Super Bowl. Every oh, city wants God, the no. DNC and the RNC. Yeah. I mean, we got the RNC coming. It's supposed to be a crazy. Oh, um, of course, it would be the traffic. RNC that's coming. Yeah. Well, the DNC was here. We just missed it. We just moved here right after. it. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, so they were like, no, we don't. No, thanks. Yeah. But I love it that they didn't want it because they don't want more people to move there. Like, <laughs> we got enough yeah. people here.
0: I, f- I feel that. Yeah. That like, makes sense. in the small area we live in, it is a r- ridiculous the amount of people that are moving in.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people want to live in Charlotte. Yep. It's like one of the highest growing cities in the universe. It is. Wednesday, November 15th, Pong was released.
0: Was it really?
1: Yep. It was the first. Wide release video game.
0: I I listened to a podcast about the arcade games (laughs) about the beginnings of Atari.
1: This is Pong.
0: I know Atari made Pong.
1: Um, it is a table tennis sports game featuring simple two dimensional graphics. The game was originally manufactured by Atari. That's right, right. But then somebody else, I think, took over.
0: They did. They forgot that. You know what happened is they didn't um, put a. A trademark a, pop, a copyrighted
1: it. So, Odyssey had a ping pong game that they didn't trademark. So,
0: no, Atari created Pong, but they didn't trademark it. So, all these companies started ripping it off.
1: Well, this is says what happened. this uh, research, according to Wikipedia, uh, Alan Alcorn created Pong as a training exercise assigned to him by Atari co founder Nolan Bushell. It's Bushnell. Right. Dush, Bushnell yeah. based the idea on an electronic ping pong game included in the Magnafog- Magnavox Odyssey.
0: Right, right.
1: Which later resulted in a lawsuit against Atari.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um anyway, Palm was a Pong was a big success in the first commercially successful video game. Um Oh, I see what you're saying. Soon after it's released, several companies. Copy the gameplay and and start releasing new types of games. Um, And then Atari, as a result, encouraged its staff to produce more innovative games. And then they came up with several sequels. And then, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of other stuff. But anyway, it's been referenced and parodied in multiple television shows and video games. And this has been part of several video game cultural exhibitions. Everybody yep. knows about pong. It was boring as like, hell. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right.
1: That was stupid. Tuesday, November twenty-first, nineteen seventy-one. Mm-hmm. The second part of a two-part story, which began the previous week, Beatrice, Beatrice Arthur's character, Maud Findlay on the television sitcom oh, Maud, decides to go through with an abortion. Oh, I remember
0: hearing about this. In a
1: move that shocked CBS executives and Maud advertisers. Rue McClanahan made her first appearance as Vivian Cavender in this true two-parter and she would become a regular cast member the following season.
0: Oh, thanks. So, it's Blanche amazing that and Dorothy were on It's a amazing show that that Maud survived that. Yeah. Like in this day and age. In this
1: day and age.
0: They would they'd pull the mo- they'd pull the show. They wouldn't they probably wouldn't keep keep it on.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I
0: don't know there's such a high amount of tension. Yeah, about That right now, that I think in this climate, people would be like
1: on a sitcom, maybe social media. media. There's like right, that's what I'm talking about on a sitcom, like a yeah, beloved sitcom character. They have there's all kinds of shows like that that they do that now, yeah. I mean, they just can't. I mean, if they did it and were like, hey, I love to have sex and have abortions, they would maybe not do that, but I think they would still do it. You do, yeah, we've come a long way. Things aren't as bad as they seem. I
0: don't know. I feel like they are.
1: No, they're not. They're not. Things aren't as bad. Saturday, December 2nd, 1972, The Temptations take over the Billboard chart with one of the greatest songs of all time. Which one? I can't ever stop singing this when I get in my head. What is it? Papa was a roll stone. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Wherever he He laid his hat was his 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 home. home.
2: And when he
0: died, all
2: he left left us was was
0: alone. alone. That's a great thing. Hey, tune. Mama. Okay. They says that it was a All right. Enough.
1: I love that song. I love that song. I can't it's get a it good song. Shut up about it. You shut up. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. The last person on the moon. Yeah. Was Eugene Cernan, mm-hmm. commander of Apollo 17, December 1972, December 2nd. Mm-hmm. And the final Apollo lunar landing, his final words on the moon were, We leave as we came, and God willing, as we shall return, with peace and hope for all mankind. God speed the crew of Apollo 17. Okay. Thursday, su- Saturday, December 9th, mm-hmm. 1972. Helen ready? I am woman. I am woman, hear me roar. Numbers too big to ignore. Now, I love the Me Too movement, and I love <laughs> the, women's lib. Dumb song. And I'm all about women empowerment. That song sucks. sucks. I know. Oh, God. The video. I saw the video. And I was like, Jesus, why was this popular? I'm sorry. It I don't it's like 1972, it. 1972, babe. Oh, God. a terrible song. It is a bad song. Oh, God. I actually threw up a little bit. But, you know, I'm all for women doing what's <laughs> <once> right <laughs> now, God, I hate it. And, uh, and then the Poseidon Adventure came out.
0: Yeah. We saw that trailer for that.
1: Yeah. I think on December 13th, This had a lot of stars. Gene Hackman, mm-hmm. Ernest Borgnine, Shelley Winters. Um, yep. Shelley Winters gained 35 pounds for the part of Bell Rosen. Afterwards, she complained that she was never able to get back to her original weight, no matter how hard she tried. But that was basically a movie, all these disaster movies, the airport disaster movies. Yeah. So this was a sinking of yep. a ship, you know. That's right. That's all the movies were, just terrifying disasters. And so that There's was that a lot movie. of
0: those in the 70s.
1: Yeah, and they all had, like, stars. Like, they got yeah. all the old stars, like, like ten different people in it, mm-hmm. thinking that's the best way to go. Um, and then I think this happened on Friday, December fifteenth, nineteen okay. 1972. Um, Lyle Snyder, a Quaker who didn't want his tax dollars going to fund war, was arrested for claiming $3 billion dependents. <laughs> Uh, the population of the Earth on his W-4 form. Snyder was charged with filing a false and fraudulent withholding form and sentenced to nine months in prison. Oh, boom! Lyle and Sue Snyder were Quakers living in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Oh, what wow. you were Tar Heels? He enclosed this letter with the form. <laughs> Dear friends, we are claiming 3 billion exemptions on our W-4 form because we are becoming more and more aware of our responsibility to our 3 billion fellow human beings all over the world. The military establishment of this country threatens the peace and security of every person on Earth. Our country's military is destroying life on a horrifying scale in Southeast Asia, and it threatens to expand this destruction to other areas of the globe our responsibility to our fellow men leads us to resist this military establishment by refusing to pay willingly any of our tax money to it. We cannot con- continue to contribute money to the death and destruction which our military wreaks in Southeast Asia or to the fear which it generates in people the world over. And they go on and on and on about that. So Good for them. Yeah, how about that? But then he went to jail.
0: Wow, they did? They, he, he was convicted? Yeah. Man. Yep.
1: Yeah, nine months in prison.
0: Three billion children. Yeah. Darlene, Jenny, Tommy, Lisa, Judy, Skyler, Skylar, Brianna.
1: Rumor. Willow. Scout. Yeah. Uh, and then Saturday, December sixteenth, nineteen seventy two, the last song that's gonna take us to the next year. Mm hmm. Billy Paul. Me and Mrs. Jones.
0: Um,
1: I was hoping you knew it because I can't remember this one either. The terrible ones I always forget. Is it?
0: I, I want. It's not like we got a thing going on or something, is it?
1: Uh, Michael Bublé remade it. It sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I had no memory of that. That's terrible. Yeah.
1: Terrible. Yeah. And then. Um, I got a couple of things for New Year's Eve. Do you want to do, I w- your I'll do Christmas my Christmas toys? Yeah, let me do, do my Christmas toys. Eve. I
0: only have a few. All right. So the Easy Bake Oven, which we had the tender bake of... oven or something like that. It was a different one.
1: I feel like we already talked about that.
0: This Easy Bake Oven included cake mixes and utensils. So it's um, just a
1: light that cooks your food. It's always
0: fun for young cooks light to prepare palm. and serve their own food. Just select a mix, add water, and place the pan into the tray, then slide into the oven. What a! And we talked about the other one and how what a...
1: Well, I just Bur- about... risk of burning <laughs> yeah I just was jealous that girls got to get food and yeah play with toys.
0: the next one is a talking Chrissy doll she was seventeen and a half inches tall with growing hair who says six phrases how's her hair grow it, there's a string on her back and it you hit there's there was like a ponytail and you would pull the you could pull the ponytail out and then if you pulled the string on her back it would shrink it would back up back. into her head oh shit yep That's and she cool. had six phrases. Um, oh, asked her, ask her a question pull her ring answers included why not or she may say I don't think so press her and pull her hair it grows and grows Chrissy wears a long elegant robe oh elegant yep she was elegant huh. then there was the Fisher Price Play Farm do you remember that one yep that red farm with a I silo yep. off barn uh-huh. tractor sheep came with farm sheep animals watering yep. trough and he had a little fence yep with the, you put the definitely had that that's right It had a silo with it. It
1: made some, some, you pushed something and it made noise, I think.
0: It did. It mood or something. Yeah, there was like something you
1: could push and like there was a bell or something. I don't know.
0: Yep. Then the toss across game.
1: I had toss across, y'all.
0: That's still around. We had one of those. Remember, we had that in
1: elementary school. We had toss across.
0: Yep. That was kind of a fun game. Um, Beauty parlor hairstyling and makeup set. And this was one of those mannequin, mannequin, mannequin heads. Like, um, Audrey has that Barbie Oh, yeah, head. that
1: thing, I'm telling you what, that thing creeps me the hell out all the time, this mannequin head. <laughs> I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and I'll see that on the floor, and I'm like, what is that? What is that thing sitting up? What? Is it's it a dog? a what mannequin is it? head. And then I'll bump into it, and it scares me. It's the worst thing ever.
0: Well, you know, you need to be able to do that. You had brush, rollers, everything you need to set in style, long hair, plus lipstick, eyeshadow, and a complete makeup kit.
1: Well, that's just contributing to the constructs of misogyny. Yep, they me. right
0: about that. Um, then there was this thing that was crazy looking called an Aerobot. Aerobot or Aerobat? I'm not sure. It, it's even better than a carnival ride. Roll back and forth or all the way over. Aerobat is egg-shaped so you can control the roll. It even has footrests and slots for your hands. It's A-E-R-O-B-A-T. It It's basically this plastic tube that you get in
1: roll back and forth and all the way over <laughs> that is, is the stupidest thing stupid ever stupid looking look up the arrow bat it's hard to find
0: yep and then the last thing was the mickey mouse gumball machine which is right below yeah i see that and that i remember that i remember people having that i didn't yeah. have one but i, I remember like other people Man, and who needs a fucking the gum is machine. in his head yeah but there was a lot of gumball machines in the 70s for kids, I want Gumballs. Think I
1: say. Everybody loved gumballs.
0: All right, and you said you had something for New Year's?
1: Yeah, I got two things on Eve. New Year's Eve. Okay. Um, first of all, Major League Baseball player Roberto Clemente died in a plane crash on New Year's Eve while trying to deliver food and relief supplies to earthquake victims in Nicaragua. Oh, no. He okay. had exactly 3,000 hits in his professional career, and he's dead. And I hope you're happy. <laughs> and also... Uh, Okay, I have three things. New Year's Eve 1972 was the first installment of Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Was it really? On NBC. God,
0: that was the first time.
1: Beginning a yearly tradition of Dick Clark.
0: That, That old man did that for a long fucking time. He
1: lived to be 2000 years old I think he old. did. Jeez. He, well, in the 50s,
0: did. wasn't he in the 50s even in American Bandstand? He
1: did things, but he didn't do the New Year's Rockin' Eve until 70. I'm
0: talking about American Bandstand. What yeah, he
1: you? was there. Yeah, he in was the there 50s. before television. What? Before he was on radio. He he was on Earth before Earth existed. All right. Never getting no carried from away. away. No, I don't know. No, I think he's the original human. We are all descended from Dick Clark. And then this is a kind of silly, weird thing. Okay. And I just put it at the end of the year because it was like kind of happened the whole year. Okay. Uh, A guy named Robert Shields.
0: Oh, we know him.
1: (laughs) we know Robert Shields. (laughs) I could see him doing this. He wrote in a diary Mm -hmm. every waking five minutes of his life from 1972 Mm -hmm. until a stroke disabled him in 1997.
0: Every five minutes? Every
1: five minutes he wrote in a diary
0: What he was doing?
1: Yeah, believing that discontinuing his diary would be like turning off his life. He spent four hours a day in the office on his back porch in his underwear recording his body temperature, blood pressure. In his underwear
0: on his back porch?
1: Medications medications describing his urination and bowel movements. Oh, my God. and And he slept for only two hours at a time so he could describe his dreams.
0: Oh, you're kidding. The
1: New York Times summarized the journal as being about anything from changing light bulbs to pondering God to visiting the bathroom. It is believed that Shields suffered from hypergraphia, an overwhelming urge to write.
0: I've never heard of hypergraphia. I've heard of dysgraphia, but never hypergraphia. Yeah,
1: He once said, maybe by looking into someone's life at that depth, every minute of every day, they will find out something about all people. He also left behind samples of his nose hair for future study. Oh my God. After what his, a nut. Yeah. After his stroke, I want to check out his nose hair. I know. After his stroke in 1997, Shields tried to continue the diary by having his wife write what he told her to write. But she lacked the compulsion and energy to do so and stopped shortly afterwards.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine every five minutes somebody's bugging the shit out of you to write down? Honey. <laughs> <laughs> write down everything. Well, really? I just read the paper. Will yeah, you write I down? I my toenails. I was just reading the paper now.
1: His self described uninhibited spontaneous work was astonishing in its mundaneness I and now so. fills 94 cartons in the collections of. Washington State University, to whom he donated the work in nineteen
0: ninety four cartons. you we like,
1: yeah, we don't need this. Dude. We don't want this. We don't shit. want all this shit. Like who? Can you imagine? Like my grandma does that. She writes down every second. She that does happens nothing happens. Yeah.
0: She just sits there. Yeah. What she is writes, she writing She's down? got
1: a journal. She writes everything that happens. I wonder what it says. And there's nothing that happens. It's gonna be crazy to read that after she's gone. But um, this reminds me of when I did uh, something close to social work where. We had to do case notes. You had to yeah. write. You had to count for every fifteen minutes of your day. Jeez. So at the end of every day, you had to go through, in fifteen increments of your entire day that you worked. Sometimes you're. How can you a remember what you've done? And then you had to because you had to bill each, to each, every minute of your hours had to be billed by the county. They had to bill it to which caseload or whatever. Oh my that god! You were on. Yeah, and That's... so at the end, it, the system would automatically track the time you were working on the. Case notes to say, Oh, you were working on case notes all this time. Oh, uh, but the rest of the time we had to type down. I was like, What the fuck? We have to write down what we do every 15 fucking minutes. Really? This I didn't know you terrible. had to do that. Waste of time. I yeah, I had to get out of that job immediately.
0: Which job was that? QMRP?
1: Yeah, no, social so, uh service coordinator. Oh, you know, service that's coordinator what for you the County Board of Developmental Disabilities. Oh my I god. I was like, we are wasting tax dollars writing down. Spending it takes me an hour sometimes to write down what I did all day,
0: yeah. Right,
1: we're wasting taxpayer dollars. You're telling all of us to sit down and write down what we did all day every 15 minutes, it's ridiculous just so we can allocate more funds to write what we're doing. I mean, it, yeah, that doesn't make any waste. sense at all. It's just a horrible, super backward system,
0: it <laughs> is awful,
1: and we wonder why. Agencies can't fulfill what they need to do. Yeah. Yep. County Board of Development of Disabilities. Y'all. All right. So county that City was board. it. Yeah. That's, that uh, was
0: 1972. Be yeah. Sure check that's, us out on that's, Facebook, and Twitter, and like us. Read yeah, and review us. If you want us.
1: to uh, mundanely go over every second of your life, uh, listen to our podcast.
0: That's right. We're, and we're
1: gonna go through everyone's life. Um, uh, anyway, we love you all. Uh, Except you, West Virginia.
0: Get out of here, Chuck Berry. Get out of here. American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more information, go to queencitypodcastnetwork.com.